Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. So welcome to episode 26 of Let's Talk Loyalty. I am absolutely thrilled to be marking the actual end of my first six months as a broadcaster, if I was to use the term. And I do remember back to originally planning this uh, many months ago. I really didn't know if I would ever get here. So first of all, wanted to say thanks to all of the listeners for the um, incredible support I've had over the last six months. And in today's episode, we are talking with um, a loyalty veteran um, from down in Australia, a gentleman by the name of Phil Hawkins. And Phil uh, has an extraordinary career in uh, coalition loyalty. Now, many of you will be familiar with co- coalition programs in your own markets. I personally have not done a huge amount of work on the coalition side, but there's incredible learnings, I believe, to be got from flybys in Australia. And Phil has admitted that he has left flybys actually twice already, but clearly has a real love of the <laughs> brand because he's gone back and he's working there again as head of loyalty operations. So uh, for today, let me welcome Phil Hawkins to Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Paula. Um, lovely to be with you and uh, great the op- to have the opportunity to uh, talk loyalty with you. It's uh, my favourite uh, topic. Fantastic. Great. Well, mine too as well. So we have that in common. Um, So first of all, for listeners who are not familiar with flybys, I know it dates back uh, to 1994. And the other thing I loved is I believe it is Australia's most popular loyalty program. So tell us a bit about where it came from and when you got involved. Uh, Thanks, Paula. Yeah, I was uh, involved with the program right back um, at its very inception. um, And uh it's 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 interesting to note that that uh 25 years ago loyalty programs really weren't a thing in australia mm-hmm. it was a foreign concept uh even back then the nascent uh frequent flyer programs were were really just the um um the place where um f- actually frequent flyers uh went to as opposed to you yeah. know tying up credit cards and things like that Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we capitalised on what we saw um, as frequent flyer envy. Um, oh, because, nice! Um, yeah, uh, when we did some focus groups, uh, you know, we were speaking to the people who maybe were living next door to folk who were uh, able to take advantage of the benefits of frequent flyer programs. And so, the concept of a frequent buyer program. Mm-hmm. Or a program that would reward you for the drudgery uh, of your everyday <laughs> shopping. This this really struck a chord with Australian households. Um, yeah, and we were called flybys because when we launched, uh, the only reward was flights. Um, okay. Now, over the last twenty five years, you know, we stand uh, here now in uh, two thousand and twenty, and there were a thousand reward choices. Wow! But back then. Um, you could see the the real um, emotional attraction to uh, flights, uh, and therefore the um, the program named Flybys was uh, was coined. Um, it was launched in 1994. Um, we weren't really sure uh, 
how it would go. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we'd had hopes of several hundred thousand Australian households. We recruited a million households in the first week. Wow. And, you know, if we <laughs> if we move to today, there are 6.6 million households. Uh, that's about two-thirds of Australian households um, uh, that are active with the Flybys program. Wow, that's an incredible statistic, Phil. And I and actually, I'd love to uh, to get into the definition after this, maybe of of how you define active, maybe over what time frame. But also, um, sure. I know just in terms of your own favourite loyalty statistic, which I always do, kind of like to ask early in the show. You had a general statistic, I think, which was very good for us um, as listeners who maybe don't know the Australian market. Tell us about your favourite loyalty statistic there um, down in Australia. Yeah, so my favourite statistic um, is that uh, just under 90%, so 89% of uh, Australians over 18 are in a loyalty program and and on average uh, each of those folk holds uh, 4.3 memberships of programs. You know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at the fact that we started from pretty well ground zero 25 years ago, mm-hmm. I suppose it shows that um, Australians have adopted loyalty programs that would be uh, comparable with, uh, you know, more mature markets um, that probably had a head start on Australia many years ago. Fantastic. So, can I um, get some insight then, Phil, in terms of that amazing launch? So, you know, to recruit a million people uh, in a week is is truly extraordinary. Um, was it was it done by direct mail? Was it a TV campaign? Was it was it a through the line campaign? I would just love. And again, I know the communications mix in twenty twenty will be very different. But just to get that kind of cut through, can can you tell us a bit about how you managed to achieve that? Yeah, look, I think that probably the, the, the biggest success factor was uh, signing up um, as partners into the program a lot of household names, um, uh, such as uh, Coles Supermarkets, mm-hmm. um, uh, Shell. Um, uh, we had department stores signed up. We had financial services signed up. Wow. And I remember very clearly the Sunday night when our media launch um, uh, began, yeah, and we took out a to- total ad break um, that basically had, I think, four advertisements in a row, all <laughs> for flybys featuring different partners. Wow! And I, I think that the breadth of the coalition from day one, mm. you know, I think Australian households were saying, "Hey, everybody's." All, all, you know, a lot of the places where I shop every day, they're in flybys. I got to be in it. The second part of that was, with two of our uh, biggest partners, you could go into store and sign up immediately. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I remember back in those days that um, for uh, one of the brands at the department store, there were queues coming that were leading right out of the building for people wanting to join up. So um, there was there was a great deal of excitement. Um, the other thing I remember from back then was we our car manufacturer actually ran out of plastic briefly and so for about <laughs> a, week and a, a week and a half we had to send out uh, strong cardboard cards. Oh, my goodness. Which was a, which was a nice problem to have. 
Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they were heady days. Wow. Mildly embarrassing, but as you said, a high quality yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just on, on again, on, a, on an operational note, I've worked on um, a number of loyalty programs, some that have been brought to market very quickly and some that have actually taken a very uh, considered approach. So you've mentioned focus groups, for example, which I really believe in, in order to really nail the value proposition. But do you have a sense of how much planning time went into flybys before it actually launched? Uh, yes, I do. So there was probably about um, 18 months from the Brilliant. initial uh, yeah. conception okay. through to the execution. And I think the I think the thing, particularly I remember in the last few months, you were desperate to keep keep it as confidential as you could so that you oh. would uh, maximise the effectiveness of your launch. Okay. And so that led to a, a lot of nervous excitement leading up to the launch day. Wow, brilliant. And I know myself from partner negotiations, Phil, it really does take time to get the right brands on board. So yes, I can imagine 18 months and just bringing everyone on that journey. And yes, the combination of exciting people and keeping them uh, confidential as well. So (laughs) a very delicate balance. Brilliant. (laughs) So um, tell us about the partnerships then, because you mentioned a load of household brands such as Shell back in 94, and it is still a phenomenally, um, you know, I suppose, broad coalition program. So tell us about the coalition partners that are currently involved in Flybys. Yeah, sure. So um, there are 23 partners um, and I suppose it's it's a key to any successful coalition program that there is um, a broad range of what you consider everyday shopping. Sure. So uh, Coles Group, uh, which is a 50% owner of Flybys, mm-hmm. uh, brings um, Coles Supermarkets, uh, uh, a very prominent um, Australian supermarket chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coles Express, uh, which is the uh, fuel outlet, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, two different uh, liquor brands. Um, then uh, West Farmers, the other 50% owner, brings um, Target and Kmart, brands mm-hmm. that are, are known across the world, um, uh, to the program. Uh, we also have um, uh, a strong relationship with the Velocity Frequent Flyer program. That's the Frequent Flyer program of uh, Virgin Australia. So one of the most popular reward types okay. is uh, transferring your points to velocity points, so mm-hmm. that appeals. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, strong financial services partners um, uh, through Coles credit cards, through Coles insurance, and uh, also National Australia Bank. Mm-hmm. We have a proprietary travel business called Flybys Travel, uh, through which you can earn points from your travel, but also use your points nice. to travel. Okay. Uh, we have uh, eBay uh, as a partner uh, in the program, which is uh, uh, also popular with a number of members. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, across that spread, you know, it's it's not unusual as part of your retail journey um, to be asked, have you got flybys um, okay. at point of sale? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with any coalition program, um, it's a little bit different now in a digital world, but it, it has been true throughout the 25 years that 
you're competing for uh, space in a purse or wallet Mm -hmm. and clearly a card that has a lot of use in a lot of places is more likely to find a prominent place in your purse or wallet. Okay. Okay. Very good point. And in terms of going digital for Flybys, Phil, are you still issuing plastic cards or what's the transition to digital been like? Yes. Yeah, it's a really good question, Paula. Um, Yes, there is uh, a a transition to digital. um, And, um, you know, for example, if you download the Flybys app, then you'll have the barcode there. Mm -hmm. Um, We are transitioning at the moment away from a dependency on the plastic card because one of our most popular awards is what we call Flybys Dollars, which is essentially exchanging your points Mm. so that you can get dollars off um, at a lot of the prominent retail brands. Mm-hmm. And as things stand today, that does have a dependency on the magnetic uh, strip on the on the credit card. Okay. So for those members that want to use that reward type, mm. they, at the moment they, um, they, they need to have the card. But we are working, I think, probably like most programs are, on transitioning through yeah. to a, a fully digital experience. Wonderful, wonderful. And now um, what I'd love to get into is um, a talk I know you gave at the Australian Loyalty Association. Um, So our friends there, I think you gave the talk actually a couple of years ago, um, but you talked about five lessons of loyalty from a loyalty veteran. So given your (laughs) extensive experience, um, and I don't want to age either of us, but uh, (laughs) what I love is, is that you've seen, I suppose, every aspect of of the life cycle of loyalty because I think we talked before the um, before the show about you know brands do get super excited when you are on TV and you are you know at a you know let's say a sexy point in the journey and it's something new and exciting to talk about but also in my experience you know programs do go through dips over the years and uh, and I know flybys has has had its ups and downs but you've learned a lot along the way so so give us your five key lessons then about uh, particularly coalition loyalty or Loyalty in general. Yeah, the first one is, is about loyalty in general. And I, I remember at the conference, I, I made a bit of a stir because my first slide was basically said, don't have a loyalty program. So <laughs> the, the, the theme okay. is, the theme is, you know, question whether you need a program and what is your program's reason for being. Um, okay. And over those 25 years, um, I have seen the examples that you sit back and think, why did you bother? Mm. And, you know, I think... I think from a, from my experience with flybys, I've learned that you don't enter into these things lightly. Mm. They take a lot of planning. They require substantial investment. Mm-hmm. And when you see a program launched that really um, doesn't get the basics right and is not invested in properly, then mm. it, it's, it becomes brand damaging. Um, and yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I, I thought of um, one program launched uh, probably about five years ago. I will. Uh, okay. I will keep it keep it anonymous. Okay, um, we won't. We won't. But, uh, but, yeah. it was, but it was an Australian apparel retailer. Okay. And you know, I, I joined all of these programs, and I did have some affinity with the band. Okay. I was surprised that they didn't ask me any profiling questions at the start, and I thought, well, maybe that had come later. Mm. And I started to get a stream of emails, perhaps two or three a week. Um, you know, the first one I think was for twenty percent off kids' clothing. Um, mm-hmm. 
my daughters are 27 and 29. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> this didn't mean much to me. And what, what continued from that point was a stream of emails with random offers about okay. one in five to one in ten were of any interest mm. and no attempt to understand me yeah. uh, or from my purchase history. And, you know, it just looked like a mailing list. And yeah. I thought, you know, to set this up, this wouldn't have been cheap, but, mm-hmm. you know, why bother? So, okay. um, yeah, so my, 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 my reference point there is um, – don't don't go into these programs, particularly single retailer programs, as a kind of me too or yeah. You know, my competitors competitors have one. Um, yeah. Uh, I also recall um, at one of my workplaces, like I suppose a lot of us have. I probably had about five different places where I could choose to get my coffee, mm. and I remember my coffee cho- shop of choice was the only one that didn't have a loyalty card. Wow. And that was all about uh, the proprietor who had great coffee, but more than that, he knew my order. Yeah. He always welcomed me warmly. Mm. When I walked in, he would say, here comes Lucky Phil. Oh. Um, I felt I recognised <laughs> and, you know, uh, that's that's where the, the loyalty device, like, the, you know, get, yeah. get, uh, get uh, eight coffees, get the night free, that yeah. was a lesser consideration. So that was another interesting reflection. Wonderful. So I love that, Phil. Um, It is about feeling recognised and whether that's because the owner happens to be there or because you've gone to the effort to to, to capture the date and do it properly. I think that's a a brilliant lesson. So yes, I can imagine don't have a loyalty programme from a loyalty veteran. (laughs) Uh, Maybe slightly controversial. Okay. so what's your next lesson then? So um, I think loyalty is a two-way street. I I was at a presentation uh, many years ago, and I think it was a person from uh, Hilton Honours Program okay. back in the day. Yeah. And I remember that I, I wrote it down because he, he said, it's not about them being loyal to us, it's about us being loyal to them. Genius. And, you know, that that – you know, that's reinforced with me that we owe it to our customers and to our loyalty program members to be respectful, appreciative and honest in our mm-hmm. dealings with them. Mm-hmm. At Flybys, we try to challenge what we do with the weasel test. Um, what I mean <laughs> by that is, you know, yes. don't be weasel-like. Our okay. offers and our dealings with customers have to be straightforward, yeah, uh, valuable, attractive and most importantly, without anything hidden in the fine print or catches or gotchas. Love it. You know, we, we need to be someone who says thank you, not a pushy salesperson who can't be trusted. Love it. Um, I, I've always detested the word loyalty schemes okay. because I think schemes are for scheming and for <laughs> schemers. Yeah. And, and um, you know, so I think that's – yeah. You know, it's 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 not rocket science. It's nothing technical, but just being uh, genuine and yeah. respectful of your loyalty program members. 
Love it. Love it. And to your point, actually, Phil, I mentioned to you, I did go onto the Flyby's website um, in preparation for this conversation. And that's exactly the feeling that I got. It's clear, it's simple. And I instantly felt this is something that I want to be a part of. It's very much, this is the value proposition. This is what we want to do for you. And um, I, I can see the amount of effort that has gone in to making the customer feel of value. So um, so very well done. I, re- I really oh, that's fantastic that's feedback. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So that's brilliant. So that's the second lesson, uh, the two-way street and us being loyal to our members. What's your third lesson for us? Well, the third one um, was it's not all about the points or is it all about the points? <laughs> and uh, I know we were um, we were talking beforehand around you know, uh, uh, one of my uh, strange loyalty stats was the number of times I've read over the years that points programs are dead, um, in, yeah. including uh, probably one in the last few months. Okay. And, you know, I think I think there are both sides to the coin. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, points have been incredibly enduring as a motivational currency mm-hmm. Um that that works, and um, you know, I I really, and I'm probably a bit biased. I yeah. really don't see signs of that uh, changing. Um, we get reminders every day ar- around how much that engages with um, Australian households. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I think about uh, what flybys means to Australian households these days. Certainly, the collecting points and getting a benefit is there, but it's the convenience that um, that flybys can play a part in and making shopping easier. Okay. Uh, so one of one of my favourite uh, campaigns that we run, and look, it's not extraordinary. I know other other programs do this. Okay. But every Tuesday, we send an uh, an email to. Uh, engaged flybys members, and it is called your weekly specials, and this is for Coles supermarkets. Yeah, and you know Coles is my, like most uh, grocery retailers; they they have hundreds of pro, uh, products on special every week. Mm. All we do is put in front of uh, their customers mm. here's twelve things that we know you buy. Just letting you know mm. they're on special. Wow. Now there are no special bonus points on them. It's just helpful, mm. and we know that that strikes a chord with a lot of those members, and it's a go-to point every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's that's a great example where uh, the program's just helpful, uh, helpful to your to your you know life. your yeah. life. Yeah. Y- so, yeah. So so you know I think that's the, it, it, and there are other examples where. Um, it is not just all about the points. Uh, and so mm. uh, my summary is it's not all about the points, but <laughs> it is about the points. <laughs> I love that. But can I can I ask you one thing? Because um, I, I know in the past, for example, a lot of uh, clients would have uh, debates with us, um, I suppose, as their loyalty team to say, well, look, if those customers were already going to buy those products, why would you put them on special? Why would you bring your, your their attention to it? 
should it not be around driving behavior change? Should you not be trying to cross sell them something? I mean, do, do Coles have a view around that? And I love the helpful mindset. Um, but but how do they how do they reconcile that or justify that internally? I'll be careful not to speak for Coles, but sure. um, you know, this this yes, it's super convenient for the customer. Mm. Yes. I take your point. It's something they uh, are buying. They might not necessarily be buying it from Coles every week. Okay. And if this is if this is another um, uh, in, a form of encouragement mm. to get them to turn left to Coles rather mm. than right to yeah. competitors, yeah. Then this serves its pur- serves its purpose. Okay. Um, and and we know that yes, it's it's popular with. Um, uh, with our Flybys members, mm-hmm. but it works well for Coles. Okay, I love it. And I guess it is a proof point then. So it comes back to your to your previous point around it is the mindset. If you're going to be genuinely helpful, then let's give the customers exactly what they want to buy. So um, so I think it makes perfect sense. Um, brilliant. What then is your next lesson in learning for us, Phil? Um. Yeah, this is a, a little bit more of a scary one, and it comes <laughs> under the banner of uh, if you have your customers' information, don't lose it. So oh. this is around yeah. this is around security, and um, and so I th- I th- I think one of the biggest shifts I've noticed over the last four or five years is so much focus on um, keeping the data and and contact information, etc., that we hold. Uh, for Flybys members on trust, mm. um, that we keep that secure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think over twenty five years, you build up um, such an element of trust. Mm. But we know that that could be that could disappear in yeah. a moment. Yeah. Um, if, if the wrong thing happened and we lost, you know, if, and we lost that trust, I think yeah. a program like Flybys. You know, it would be a mortal blow, and um, wow! So, just yeah. the efforts we've put into um, ticking all the boxes that you can tick, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know, related related issues are loyalty fraud, um, and you know, programs like Flybys. This is something we have to watch, like all large mm-hmm. programs do. Um, yeah. And so that's a, a, a topic we've we've watched and you know closely related that with that is program design mm-hmm. you know I think when you have um, when you have such a coverage across uh, Australian households they are very good at pressure testing your promotions and campaigns <laughs> and if it's, if they're not perfectly designed yeah. um, you know, there are yeah. there are millions of beta testers out there <laughs> who are going to find a oh, way sure. around. Uh, yeah. So, um, and look, I think an associated topic with that is data privacy, and yeah, you know, we've looked on uh, from a distance at uh, GDPR, and yeah. you know, the the relevant regulator in Australia uh, last year put out uh, basically conducted two studies one into digital platforms and one specifically on loyalty programs okay and you know that that um, is helpful uh, for us because it focuses on us on things like mm. um, being very open and transparent uh, with our members about you know data use um, making sure that you um, 
uh, all the consents that that uh, ne- that it need to be in place are there, and that um, and that our uh, flybys members uh, are aware um, mm. and, and are very clear about you know how our how our program works. Fantastic. And just on a, on another logistical point, um, you mentioned you're obviously on the, the digital transformation journey. In terms of your customers being able to update their data or withdraw consent, is that at a point of being self-managed? Can they log into your program and do that at this point? Or or is it customer uh, call centre um, managed? Uh, no, they, no they, they, can do, um, they can do that online. But Great. I think, like most programs, we need to watch this very carefully that um, these things aren't unintentionally hidden or aren't obvious or that, that there yeah. are clear paths yeah. to uh, members feeling comfortable um, and yeah. uh, choosing their consents carefully. So it's mm. certainly um, yeah. uh something that that we can Im- improve on and you know okay. I, I i think that mirrors the 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 changing expectations of consumers for sure, for sure. But I will, I, I love picking up on words, Phil, and I really like that you used the words mortal blow. And I have seen one um, program, which again shall remain nameless um, at this point, but a hotel brand in Ireland, um, which had a massive database. And it was the end of the company when they did um, have a, a major yeah. violation of, of data. So yes, I don't think it can ever be underestimated, even if the financial penalties of GDPR don't exist, for example, in Australia. Um, it is the trust piece that, that we are um, lucky enough to have access to. So so good to hear you, you teach, uh, take it so seriously. Um, yeah. I think you have one final lesson for us then in terms of your illustrious career. I, I, I do, and that's about rewards. And I think, I think gosh, uh, thinking back to the conference, um, I think my headline was there's something to be said for toasters. <laughs> and um, Interesting. And, and my main point here is, you know, with the thousand reward choices in Flybys, what I love about our program is that we let our members choose how they wish to be rewarded. Um, and, you know, the, the, the range of rewards goes right from, you know, like transactional cash off right through to emotional, aspirational mm-hmm. and, and I've always had that sense that that's a strength of the program, and um, that we basically create that that marketplace. You know, watch very carefully uh, what um, how members are rewarding themselves. Yeah. Um, but just work hard to make sure that's that's always um, engaging. And can you share with us which particular categories? I think you mentioned Velocity already earlier as um, a program you can transfer your flybys points over to. What other uh, would you say are the the most redeemed rewards? Yes, yeah, so flybys dollars um, are, okay. are, are very um, uh, popular, and you know it's funny, Paula, but um, there are there are we we get several reminders about, about the. The diversity of Australian households that are taking awards. Yes, at one end you can really pamper yourself and high-end merchandise and things like that. But at Christmas time, it's not unusual um, to pick up on social media, um, you know, struggling households saying, "Thank you, flybys." Um, 
because of, of the points I've earned, I can afford to have my family around for Christmas dinner or wow. I can afford yeah. to have uh, to, to get um, presents for the kids. And so, you know, when you've got that diversity of membership, you, you know, yeah. they are such solid points that this is not a just – just about a perk that's adding to the rest of the perks in my life. Yeah. There are, you know, we see people, you know, in Struggle Street and yeah. and, and the most out, ex, outstanding example was uh, we saw on social media someone say, I was de- I, I, I had run out of cash, but I remembered I had some flybys dollars stored on my card. Wow. Now that that doesn't happen often, but that that was yeah. a true story. So, wow. you know, that's that's the other side of the coin to, you know, thinking about why you have breadth mm-hmm. in in reward offerings. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, you said at the beginning of the show, Phil, that you have a love of loyalty. I hear it coming through right there. That's a that's a gorgeous yeah. story. Yeah. 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 Talk about making a difference for people. Hey. Yeah. 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 So, um. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that was quite remarkable. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So I love your five lessons. Um, I, I definitely want everyone to really, um, you know, tune into everything you've you've captured there for us. Just on a practical note, you did mention, um, you know, uh, the active definition. How do you actually just manage uh, activity levels? I know your points don't expire. Am I right? Your points expire if. If you don't use your card for twelve months, okay, and so, um, and basically, you know, we th- we think that that's um, yeah, a, a reasonable program rule to have when you're talking about such everyday items, such yeah. as going to going, you know, yeah, going going to the supermarket, and and really from that perspective. Um, Points expiry is is not an issue for it for our members. Um, so that's interesting because because in that unlikely event, not only do we expire your points, we close your membership. Okay. So so <laughs> you're um, kicked out. <laughs> yeah. Now I think um, you know I think there's there's actually um, a this might sound weird. <laughs> there's a benefit to that member because. What essentially that mirrors is their right to be forgotten. So nice. Um, now, yeah. compared with mm-hmm. um, other programs in Australia, where that yes, they have expiry rules, but the membership figures they quote um, are almost on a ever joined basis. And okay. yeah. you know, I'm certain that some of those programs, uh, their membership numbers include folk who are dormant if mm-hmm. not actually deceased yes so um so so by definition i can talk about active members on a 12 month basis gotcha because if they're not active in 12 months they're not in our program gotcha so great when i when i talk about 8.8 uh million members within 6.6 million households you know two-thirds mm-hmm. of australian households they are folk that are using the card yeah. At least once a year. Now, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're going to say, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you'd like them to use it more than once a year, uh, yeah. and so naturally we um, we look at engagement um, metrics across uh, you know a range of factors. Um, mm. But but uh, yeah, um, 
some of my loyalty colleagues in Australia know that uh, uh, when um, when they do when there's a census of well, how big's your program versus your program versus your program, you end up with a lot of oranges and apples. Yeah. Um, as far yeah. as comparison process, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So I guess the the final couple of things. First of all, we talked off air um, just about coronavirus um, because it's so topical at the moment and, and heartbreaking pretty much, I think, for everyone. But tell me, um, you, you did mention there has been some um, impact from coronavirus um, in Australia um, from, from your perspective, particularly, I think, with cold. So, so maybe just tell us a bit about what's going on there. Yeah. Um, so what we've seen in the in the the last it's it's really only the last maybe seven to ten days um, is uh, probably a lot of uh, what you could call panic buying or at least people stocking up on um, uh, you know what you call I suppose dry grocery items um, and unfortunately we've seen in the last probably four or five days particularly a lot of panic buying of toilet paper. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's almost been a social experiment to observe uh, in terms of, well, I don't need toilet paper, but because everyone else is, seems to be buying a lot, I better buy a lot too. So just yeah. over the last four days, we have sent some broad brush communications to Flybys members um, because unfortunately, uh, Coles and its and its supermarket competitors in Australia yeah. have increasingly had to ration um, wow. uh, purchases. Okay, and and so that's you know, I suppose that's that's um, yeah one thing we can do on behalf of a significant partner in Coles supermarkets is quickly go out to uh, yeah. to Coles customers and basically give them an update. So that's mm. that's that's been, I suppose, uh, Paul, the you know the most uh, visible sign um, over the wow. last week or so in Australia. Wow. Yeah. And it is. It's, it's, you know, it's bizarre. I think, yeah, as human beings, actually, we're not as sophisticated as we think we are. So um, I can imagine, yeah, if I saw exactly. the neighbor coming home with a car full of toilet rolls, I might, you know, suddenly think I need to go do the same. Um, yeah. Where I come from, when the only equivalent example would be, for example, if there's snow and Ireland doesn't cope with snow very well, a bit like Dubai when it yeah. rains, but um, we don't seem to have panic buying here. But but in Ireland, if there's um, anything like that, it tends to be bread, bizarrely. We seem to be most concerned Gosh. about having a load yeah. of bread in the house. So anyway, um, yeah, it just proves that loyalty has a role to play, as you said, in terms of communications um, at more difficult times, which uh, which I don't think we Indeed. tend to about. But yes, you do have permission and trust to communicate to people about whatever you feel is appropriate. So, um, yeah, I, I know from my side, Phil, I've learned absolutely loads. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the show today before we wrap up? interesting thing for me is a reflection of uh, loyalty trends. Um, you know, we've spoken a lot about what's happened in the last 25 years and, and, and how we think it's, it's that things are going to move in the, in the future. Mm -hmm. um, we can see a place for uh, flybys to transform from um, a loyalty program, which will always be part of our business into, you know, more of a sense of a, a data and platform company. Mm -hmm. um, and and what that means, mm -hmm. um, and you know clearly from a channel perspective, uh, the presence we can have from a digital audience perspective, 
Mm. Um, the the other thing that I think there will be a trend is what I said earlier about um, the points versus the convenience. That that you know I think some uh, some Australian households have a fear around big data, but where where they mm. can clearly see mm. that this makes their lives easier and simpler. Mm. Um, you know that 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 can be a focus, while yeah. keeping points always in the background, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we've said points is not dead and it's not going to die. <laughs> but I think you know, Phil. I do write a lot about loyalty in in the convenience retail industry, and I know I have regularly commented on programs that are delivering operational benefits to um to the to the members. So I yeah. fundamentally believe, as you said, once you have that platform in place, let's just make people's lives easier. So um that's been done by a number of brands around the world, and it's certainly sounds like uh, Flybys is doing an amazing job of the same. Great. Yeah, brilliant. So listen, I first of all, um, before we go, just wanted to also compliment you uh, working at home today with Flybys behind you as a big sign just for listeners. I found that very amusing <laughs> that Phil is literally, um, he's waving it at me now. We've got Flybys front and centre on my screen. <laughs> so this is a man who has definitely drunk the Kool-Aid. And uh, as you can tell, he lives and breathes loyalty. Um, I've really enjoyed our conversation, Phil. Um, is there anything else? Thank you Say before you want, before we wrap up. No, look, thank you for um, thank you for the the discussion. It's been stimulating, and congratulations on your podcast. I think it's a it's a great thing that you're doing, and um, uh, I look forward to uh, to hearing uh, more of your guests in the future. Wonderful. Thanks a million, Phil from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.